Will Sam Laporta play? Is Austin Eckler 100%? How risky is Mike Evans? Is the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, back? Well, welcome back to the Injury Prone Podcast. Today, we'll review all of these topics and give you the most up-to-date injury news, IR transfers, and stick around for three wide receivers that you should be buying low on. So uh, I'm Jorge Martin. You can see all of my work right now really on Yahoo. I also have the Familia FFP podcast, but right now we are talking the Injury Prone Podcast. So make sure you're getting out to uh, the Patreon, injuryprone.com. Uh, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash injuryprone. So right here, I got mi cuate to my side. Uh, hey, he's your cuate. He's everybody's cuate. Uh, compadre Edwin Porras, como estamos? El doctor. El doctor, I'm good, man. Uh, I'm excited to be here with you. I want to talk some some Hispanic vitros, some Mexican vitros at the end with you uh, for Cultura class. But I, I'm, I'm sad, man. The Twins lost to the dirty, no good, pig, what is it? Pig stealing, you know, from the holes, the, the Astros. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I'll play nice. I'll play nice to Sandbox. I won't say anything bad about the Astros. They're a good ball club. Uh, they sort of ended hot. So we're talk, We're here to talk football, though. We'll talk football. We'll, we'll leave the baseball um, to the playoffs. Baseball's dead to me at this point. The playoffs are dead to me. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter, though. If you, if you ask me, I'm not bitter. Yeah, and I'm not still bitter about the $1,000 I spent on World Series tickets back in 2017. <laughs> you know, I'm still, I'm not yeah. bitter about that. Not bitter about <laughs> going to game seven with all, you know, thinking I'm going to watch the Dodgers sing We Are the Champions and, you right. know. And no, not better about that. So vamonos, vamonos. Let's <laughs> let's let let's uh, let's jump into the show right now. Um, the injury prone. So we're gonna get some quick some quick hits right now. Miles Sanders, shoulder. It looks like look, he's out. What are we What are we talking? They got it. Yeah. So the amount of time that running backs typically miss for shoulder injuries is one to three weeks. We know he's gonna get the bye week after this. So he, in theory, he should be back uh, after the Panthers bye week. And actually, we just got uh, I just saw an injury report come through on that. Uh, it looks like Roshan Johnson just got uh, downgraded to out. Just got that. Just got that alert on my phone. So, that so I'm up. sorry. Say that again. Looks like Roshan, oh, Roshan Johnson. It looks like he got uh, he got downgraded to out. Right. Yeah, just I did now. see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just now. Yeah. So Roshan Johnson's out. Um, yeah, Roshan Johnson. This was going to be the other one. Khalil Herbert's out. Travis Homer's out. It's going to be the Deontay Foreman show. I actually have my my sleeper app open right now looking for uh, what places I don't have Deontay Foreman so I could add him because you're going to want to add Deontay Foreman. He should have been rostered already. You knew that this could have could have been coming. But if you, for whatever chance, are listening to this now and you <laughs> still and you go out there and you, you don't see and you see Deontay Foreman on your rosters, uh, not on a roster, you got to get him. No. Okay. Well, Deshaun Watson, another one, uh, downgraded to out, uh, that shoulder that looks like it's, uh, going to linger, isn't it? Yeah. So this is kind of a situation that's been interesting to monitor because, uh, allegedly he was medically cleared two weeks ago. When I hear that, I think to myself, well, medically cleared, but he, he didn't play. I don't know. The situation is kind of, kind of odd to me in theory. If it really is a rotator cuff contusion, it could be a situation where, he just doesn't feel right because this could take up to five, you know, four or five weeks for him to get right. Uh, maybe he's just taking care of himself. Uh, maybe it's something deeper, but we assume that he's medically cleared. But yeah, he's not going to go. 
PJ Walker is a massive downgrade, obviously, but um, you probably still have to start Amari Cooper. You probably still have to start Jerome Ford. And in deeper leagues, you can consider the other guys. I don't know what you think. I, I think it's really just Ford and Cooper. And and considering the considering the matchup, it's it's really rough. If you, I mean, if you've got very few people have two good running backs right now, uh, and it, it's hard it, it's hard to sit forward, but uh, lower your expectations. Maybe you know with PJ Walker, we've seen him be good. We've seen him throw the deep ball. Maybe maybe he gets uh, Amari Cooper loose, but really not anybody else. Not even David and Joku because the the tight ends we just don't know. Um, uh, well. Daniel Jones that so how worried are you the fact that the that he has the neck injury that knocked him out for several weeks um of a few seasons ago yeah this is something to consider um he was out he ended the season on IR in 2021 because of this neck issue uh he it was a weird situation he he claimed that he had a non-related neck surgery who knows what that really means um if that's actually true but this is not I, w- I don't take this lightly. Neck injuries are serious. They're chronic. And he's out this week. I am not 100% confident he'll be back next week either. I mean, we don't really know what's going on with Daniel Jones. Like, if you had him, you are already making contingency plans. You were already streaming. Just, uh, yeah, there's not much you can do. You're not, you're not going to be able to to give Daniel Jones away at this point. So you just have to hold on and, and hopefully that he, he can make have some sort of uh, resurgence and, and get healthy again. And you put on their Tyrod Taylor revenge game. Does it count when you played for like 12 teams? <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> counts. Revenge against absolutely. half the league. <laughs> absolutely. Revenge against half the league, man. Um, yeah, this is a Tyrod Taylor revenge game. I'm excited. Oh, ideas meal. Uh, you know, we got Traylon Burks. looks like he's, uh, I, th- I believe he's already, tra- uh, already out. Um, I, you mentioned, you, you mentioned on there, you know, that, you got to have Tajay Spears. And I totally agree with you on that one. Totally yeah, you have agree. to have Tajay Spears. Uh, he, his snaps and his, his, his snap share and his rushing share now has gone up. I don't know if you have the specific numbers in front of you, but he is becoming more involved. Uh, Derek Henry is every bit of whatever, 29, 30 years old. Uh, I understand the offense is bad, but you know, and he still has some time to show out, but he's had one big performance and it was against a terrible rush uh, defense. And I just don't know. I, I think that we're starting to see the decline in Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's still getting the, tar- he's still getting the touches. I just had a, I was just reviewing an article where he's getting 19 touches a game. His snaps are way down. So they, it seems like when he's in there, they use him, but yes, Tajay Spears, his snaps were up initially, but now he's getting more and more targets. He's getting more and more. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling that up right now. He's getting more targets. He's getting more. Uh, I mean, just really, um, you know, just more usage in, in the game. So he's not just out there as a decoy or anything like that. So uh, I'm, I'm looking, let's see, I'm looking at him right now real quick. Uh, Where's that bell cow report that I love to use. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, last week he, you know, he scored the touchdown last week, beautiful 19 yard end around that, that, you know, I believe it was like, I think he had like 11 or 12 touches total. He's getting all the usage in the, in the passing game. Uh, Cause originally they would, they would, you know, definitely drop some uh, passes over to the Henry. So uh, yes, firing up Ty J Spears. And really, you know, on that, on, on that team, it's like, you're starting Henry, you're starting D hop and you're starting Ty J Spears and really nobody else on that team. Yeah, um, exactly. 
Uh, lastly, Jameer Gibbs. It doesn't look like he's going to play this. Uh, if this hamstring is going to linger, it's going to. Does it look like it's going to be a problem? But considering the fact that he's not on IR. Yeah, so we don't really know how long uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to be out, but we do know that uh, over the last five years, running backs have missed 1.2 games on average, and most of them miss one, zero or one game. So this is a potential um, opportunity maybe for uh, Gibbs to get right, do more film study. I don't know, get back on the field. So I do expect him as of now, obviously he's young, so it's a little easier to say than somebody like Aaron Jones. We don't expect necessarily a recurrence, but the recurrence rate and re-injury rate is 24%, so make sure that you watch that. I don't know, if somebody's still big on Gibbs, I'm probably moving him somewhere for something else for another piece, if anybody still wants him in your league. But this is just another tally mark that the other thing that I think functionally speaking, this is going to slow his progress down because he took yet another week at least where he's primarily rehabbing out with the team. That is not good for reps. That is not good for coaches' perception about you, right or wrong. It is not good for the organization's percep perception of you. And it just bolsters their confidence in David Montgomery, which on the flip side means I'm going after David Montgomery in leagues where guys are giving him up. So I don't know if you have any anything else additional to that. Uh, definitely very much um, because right now, considering one of the players that we're going to talk about, uh, Laporta, you know, Sam Laporta could be someone that could open up some targets for him. And, uh, but yeah, you know, it, that they, they definitely funneled a lot of targets to uh, DeAndre Swift last year. I believe it was like 70 targets, you know, and you definitely, it, it, it's tough when you, when you, when you miss that. And Austin Eckler was talking about the fact that he needs game time reps to actually, uh, you know, kind of make stop making those those uh, rookie mistakes and kind of like really realize his talent because he has a different gear that that David Montgomery just does not have and so um, and I, and I think honestly you know the that is only going to come with with time and time and experience game game experience so uh, hopefully he gets back healthy um, and especially considering the fact that in the back half of the season they have a lot of home games a lot of games under domes so there there could be some really big shootout possibilities in and in, uh, in that Detroit offense um, Okay, so we're going to go through a couple players that got put on IR, and that um, we've had some other, you know, that you've, you, you know, we've had some updates earlier in this week, but uh, since then there have has been new news, and one of them is Anthony Richardson. Uh, really unfortunate, had a, had a tough fall, and um, really, you know, it's it, I hate. I mean, it's almost falling like. Um, what you talk about that look at the different injuries and it's in you know he people are saying he's injury prone well he had a knee injury in the first game second game he got a concussed and the third game he, he had a player fall on him in his shoulder so it's kind of like really are we, i mean it just so happens that they all got bunched up like that when when you're talking about uh richardson first let's talk about his prognosis and second it, is his style of play something that could be detriment, detrimental so that's the thing is you mentioned a lot of different injuries he sustained. And I, this is a bigger conversation for another day in the injury prone draft guide and playbook. I actually wrote an entire chapter on our rushing quarterbacks, our mobile quarterbacks injured more. Like we're going to take the take the opinion, the, the hashtag whole take out of it. We're going to make it. We made it an objective question. Our quarterbacks who rush more, that's design runs, that's scrambles. Are they injured more frequently 
That was the first question. And are they placed on IR more frequently than their counterparts who don't rush as much? And the answer was no. Statistically speaking, right? Objectively speaking, that you can argue where the cutoff is. The, you can go to the uh, go to the draft guide or go to fantasypoints.com and see this article. There's no statistical difference between guys who rush more and guys who rush less in terms of injury rates. They don't miss any more time. Mobile quarterbacks don't. They don't miss. Uh, they're not on IR more frequently. All of those things are untrue. They're all primarily a myth. I'm not saying it's good to plow into a defender, right? One-on-one. That's obviously not what I'm saying. But what we do know is that just the act of rushing and and being mobile as a quarterback does not lead to more injuries. Here's what I, where I'll give a bit of a caveat, right? Anthony Richardson got a concussion on a play that he probably should have just stopped. I get it. He He's competitive, right? He was fighting for an extra yard trying to get to the end zone. I understand that. But that those are the plays that he can avoid. The other one, like this was sort of a sweep out to the to the outside. And he had a he had a defender behind him. He had a defender in front of him. He had a defender to the side of him. That play was going nowhere. At that point, I screamed at, screamed internally, slide, slide, slide. And then he didn't slide. And he got landed on. Boom, right? AC joint sprains are very common, by the way. They're just as common in the pocket as they are uh, on quarterback runs. So that's a long, long way. You're probably wondering, okay, what does that mean for, for Anthony Richardson? A, you still want to acquire him in Dynasty. B, this is a grade three AC sprain. What's likely going to happen is they're going to rehab him for the next month. At the next month, they'll probably have another follow-up with the doc. They'll take another MRI. They'll have another assessment, and they'll decide, okay, is this healing the way that we expect it to be healing? If it is not, they will have to go through for surgery. The reason they're not jumping to surgery is because it's kind of a controversial surgery. Does it work? Does it not? We're not entirely certain. A lot of times you can rehab these injuries. So if he has surgery in a month, obviously he's done for the season. Not going to happen. You know, it's just, it's just not going to happen for him this year. If he rehabs over the next month, things are going well. They're probably going to continue rehabbing another two weeks, another three weeks or so. Right. I do think that is possible if he's going to come back. He'll come back right before the fantasy football playoffs. That is still in the cards for Anthony Richardson. Throw him on, on your IR. Do not drop it. Unless you have very short benches, do not drop Anthony Richardson. No, definitely. And uh, gosh, I, I, how things changed from Sunday to Monday. Devon Achan, um, that, you know, the, the knee injury. We still don't know if he needs surgery. The the Dolphins have been very, very kind of like cloudy about this one. So um, reading through the tea leaves, the play that the plays that you saw that where he could have gotten injured, um, do you have kind of like a forecast? So this is a tough situation too. There's a chance that Devon A. Chain has an MCL, a chance, sorry, Devon A. Chain. Uh, there's a chance that he has an MCL sprain and additional meniscus damage just based on the angle and the specific view that we have if it is mcl plus a meniscus then this is probably going to extend out to the, like the six week mark or so if this is just an mcl four or five weeks is typically hopefully what we can expect for devon hn but yeah um he's on ir now another guy obviously don't drop him throw him on your ir when he comes back It'll probably take one or two weeks for him to get his legs back under him, but do not drop him. He shouldn't lose any explosion. He's super young, super talented, big picture takeaway. Again, I don't want to be the guy to say guys can't do this or can't do that, but the concern with the Devon HN coming in was his size. And I, uh, and I'm 100% understanding that there have been other, I'm the one that's always saying guys injured. The NFL has a percent injury rate. I understand that. 
comes to Devontae, his size does concern me because in the first two months of his NFL career, he already has two major injuries that that are primarily contact based. And I get it, a 300 pound defender landing on any running back, this will happen to. Um, but the question is, is it is it? I'm, and I'm asking the question. I'm simply posing the question. It does his size have to do with the two contact injuries that he sustained already, or are they a fluke? I don't know. So from a dynasty perspective. Uh, I'm holding now, but there could be a chance that this be has to be. I know it's tough because I mean you've got a guy that's that's getting 12 care 12 yards to carry. I mean, he's already, you know, he he basically missed two games and he's still second in the league in and rush in rushing in rushing yardage. So um gosh, I mean I I think I think I think for me and and this is something you know from talking to you if a guy doesn't have surgery I think that that to me is a great is is a great indicator that you know when he can rest and rehab and get and get it right that way you know that uh to me that that pretends greater longevity that he's not going to that that he's not going to you never want surgery because I, I I always think it's hilarious when people say they're coming back better than ever after surgery. It's like I don't I don't I don't, rarely. I don't think yeah rarely. it's very rarely very rarely that that happens. So uh, there's always even if it's one percent uh, down, it's still one percent down. So we're gonna get into a new section that uh, new segment. You know, I like it. New segment. You know who put that in there. Oh, el 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 mi rey el 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 rey de los descuentos injury discounts. So there's you know we teased it at the beginning. There's three wide receivers that right now because of injuries and and other uh, injuries that they may be a little bit on the uh, on the discount side. So I won't throw in the first one out. Chris Olave, which I I love the idea of buying low on him. Yeah, Chris. Okay, so I do want to talk about Chris Olave, um, but I do have to mention here, Jorge. This just came across Twitter. Ian Rappaport, unless this is a mistake, he just tweeted that uh, the Dolphins running back Jeff Wilson Jr. is doubtful for Sunday. So um, keep a keep track of that. Uh, that is something to monitor. I'm not, I, that was unexpected. That was sort of out of left field. We assumed that he was going to play. Uh, okay. Anyway, so Chris Olave. This we'll keep this one quick because we've been going on kind of long. I've been I've been droning on uh, today, and I'm and I'm sorry about that. Chris Olave. What you need to know about Chris Olave is he had this toe issue, right? And people were kind of freaking out. I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago, and he was working with the the AT or the PT on the side. Um, but he looked fine, right? From weeks one through four, Chris Olave had a 25% target share. He had a 42% air yard share, and he had a 0.26 targets per route run, right? In week five, he had. 19% target share kind of went down. He had a 41% air yard share about the same. And he had a 0.17 targets per route run. So there was a little bit of an impact there for Chris Olave, but I don't think that it is too big of a, of an issue. Um, I did think that they were focusing on uh, focusing on getting Michael Thomas ball a little bit more, probably because of this toe issue. Um, but what you need to know is that I do think that this is going to go, it's going to pass. I do think that Chris Olave is a stud. He's had bad touchdown luck. In fact, he was supposed to, I mean, I think he, I, if, Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was last week. He did have that touchdown pass that he was going uh, to to count, but they they ended up uh, uh, calling it back. So again, his numbers would his box score would have looked a lot better last year, uh, last week if he didn't have that 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 t- touchdown taken back. So by Chris Olave. No, but definitely by Chris Olave. I mean, and and actually, it uh, uh, partly because also Derek Carr should be healthier, right? 
Yes, Derek Carr should be healthier. This should be another week removed from that injury. And um, I do think that he's going to be ready to roll. Okay, the next one, DK Metcalf, battling a ribs issue. There was a game where, you know, he just missed out on a touchdown where he kind of he he got, got a hit when he got hit on the ground. I know ribs can can linger for a period of time, but I mean, th- this Seahawks passing game has not taken off yet. And I, I think it's going to at some point very soon, maybe even this yes. week. Yes. Yeah, I do think that, that that could happen. And the thing about DK Metcalf, right, is you might be worried about him. In 2022, he averaged 1.44 yards after contact per reception. Uh, in week in week four, that number was just one. Just He averaged just one yard after contact per reception. That is very, to me, a clear indicator that the ribs are an issue, right? If you're in pain, you don't want to take on contact. And when you do take on contact, you're a lot uh a lot more liable to just fold over because of the pain because ribs can last up to four weeks. He's been on this, in, he's been on the injury report with his ribs issue for, for, you know, since week two, I believe it was. So um, even though he's still on the report with the ribs injury, I do think that the the bye week gave him some time to get right. Uh, and I do think that with the 45 point over under against Cincinnati, I do think that this could be a get right spot for DK Metcalf. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully let's hit, let's get some points on the board. Let's get this offense going. I mean, I know we, I know, I mean, you being a Seahawks fan, but also so many people who had a Geno Smith this year, you know, had much higher expectations. I think it's coming. I, I've got a lot of DK Metcalf, so I'm going to, I'm definitely expecting more. Another guy that I've got a fair amount of Jalen Waddle. Uh, he's, he came back from a concussion last week, also had an abdominal injury. It's, uh, it's been a lot of things have contributed to a slow start, but man, I mean, to get any kind of piece of this offense at a discount, I think you grab it, especially with uh, a being out for a period of time. No, I think you, you nailed it. If you want a piece of a, a high octane offense, it's obviously going to put up points, then you need to absolutely go for it. Right. So why is Jalen Waddle a buy low to me? Um, here's why. Right. So this is, these are his numbers. From every week that he was active, he's had the abdomen issue. He's had the concussion issue, right? He just has had a slow start because of the injuries. So, but every week that he was active, other than week five, every other week that he was active, he had uh, a 0.02 targets per route run. He had 17% team air yards and he had 16% first three targets. In week five, that went up. So he, he has, uh, that's when he had a 0.5 target per route run. He had 36% uh, team air yard share, and he had a 32% first read targets. His first read targets went up by 16%, right? He doubled it. So this is all for fantasy points data. Uh, this is a buy. I really don't know what else to say. I mean, this is a buy low moment for Jalen Waller, right? Like his first read targets doubled. His air yards, you know, more than doubled. You're looking at, at a guy who has absolute crazy high octane upside. Uh, I don't really have much else to add. Go get Jalen Waddle. This is your opportunity potentially. I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, any, cause he's going to have a blow up game and then he's not going to be, he's just not going to be available at that point. It's just, it, it, yeah, you're just not going to have it. And his blow up game could come this week. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, gosh, the, the Dolphins, I mean, the Dolphins, they, they, they've got, so, they've, they've got the weapons. People may be trying to trying to stop Tyreek Hill. Good luck with that. But also they've got Carolina in that back banged up defense. The game is in Miami. I think I think every possibility. I think this may be the only opportunity to get Jalen Waddle uh, is is at this point in the season. So because I think after this week it could be there. there it could it could not not be happening when he goes for 150 yards and a touchdown. So get him now. Get him now. Buy low. Buy low. <laughs> 